Hey, what's up, internets? On this episode of Fanbro Special Delivery, we talk True Blood, we talk The Leftovers, and find out why Ben Hameen hates angels. Oh, come on, man. First, I'm a racist. Now I hate angels. I just want to know why you spoiled the entire season of The Leftovers. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan, fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, the William Shatner of hip-hop, Kevin Bacon of the Internet, DJ Stroll, former Herald of Galactus, all that good stuff. How you doing out there, Internet? This is Special Delivery, where we cover the latest in TV happenings, the voice of the urban geek, fan bros show, fan bros shop, all kind of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like, like that. that. I like that. Like that. Joining me in the special delivery spaceship tonight is the one and only Kim Sonian, aka Firmer Thrash Pejorative. How you doing, sir? Yo, I'm chilling, man. You didn't even butcher that name. I'm kind of like, I-, I need to find something else. I feel like, man, I need something that you just gotta mispronounce each and every time. You're gonna have to get a Star Trek name because I'm on a mission to get everyone drawn as their star character. Star Trek character. Okay, so peep this. The half black, half white dude, the Riddler cat um, from original series. Um, he was half white and half black, cut down the middle, and he actually played the Riddler on Batman. Um, wow. But I forget I forget that character's name, but I want to be that guy. Okay, all right. We'll figure that out by the next episode, and we'll give you your official Star Trek name. Nice. Because we now have Chico Leo. As rap game for ring. Right, I know. I, I peeped that. I like that. They, I think he looks exactly like that dude, by the way. Wow. Um, well, folks, this is special delivery, and it's your boy Ben Hameen and Kim Sonian, and we are here to discuss the latest in TV, all the big shows of the summer, True Blood, The Leftovers, and some other stuff that we'll discuss later. But first up, we have True Blood, Kim Sonian. Name of the episode is Fire in the Hole. And mm. well, you know, I, I gotta say, Ben, I'll just say right off the bat, I'm. Um, I have a theory that you have to give a series at least the first three episodes to see where it's going. And uh, I know in the past two episodes of uh, Special Delivery, I've been really slamming True Blood. This actually, this particular episode. Had me a little more than usual, I have to say. Um, I still don't really care that much about everybody, but there were some really good... Uh, I felt like they wrapped up some stories uh, in a way... Not wrapped up, but presented some stories in an interesting way, um, especially when the uh, the action started to kick in. And that's when I was like, okay, that's when True Blood really shines, so when the action kicks in. A lot of the talk... Kind of puts me to sleep. I don't know about you, Ben. I mean, but these monologues are putting me to sleep. There was a lot of flashbacks and whatnot in this episode. And some of them went better than others, I have to say. I really enjoyed uh, every moment with Eric on screen. I can't lie. I'm happy to see him back. Even his flashbacks were dope. Um, I feel you on True Blood. It's still not the greatest show in the world. But I have to say, I'm really enjoying this season because, like you said, by the third season, you have to figure out where they're going. I mean, the third episode, you have to figure out where they're going. And they seem to be on murder, death, kill all around. And I, that's exactly what I wanted to see from 
the final season of True Blood with a lot of people going out in horrible ways. And on this episode, you had a couple vicious bad ones, so I couldn't be, you know, disappointed. Um, I, I wanted to throw something out there. What do you think about this uh, Yakamono authority kind of um, somehow they're throwing? Yeah, they're throwing in. It reminded me a lot of on Helix. You have the Ilaria Corporation, and then on Orphan Black, you have the Dyad and Topside, and I feel like. Whenever you have a, a decent sort of fantasy slash sci-fi show or something, you got to throw in this other... Even Walking Dead had the CDC for a hot second. But I feel like you always have to throw in some some evil corporation. I don't know if that was totally necessary. What do you think? Wow, I really like the fact that you brought in that all these shows have evil corporations in them. I think that's yeah, definitely a, a part of sci-fi being more like cyberpunk. Right now, where it's a lot of you know evil corporations and our current times with evil corporations, uh, I didn't. There's been evil corporations in this whole like vampire corporation in the past. I thought it was interesting how they brought it together with these are the people who made True Blood and they're also thugged out, and they did what they had to do with Eric to get him to go his way. I wasn't really mad at it. Yeah, I just it's. I thought it was kind of a cheap excuse to get homeboy from uh, Predators. <laughs> and uh, and the, he's also the hitman in the Born Supremacy. I forget the actor's name, but he's been turning up in a lot of in a lot of roles. I like this gold tooth. Yeah, that's the flash forward, right? In the flashback, he didn't have the gold tooth. Current yeah. present day, he's got the gold tooth. So yeah, he's really yakuza it out. Uh, overall, I thought the episode. I guess we have to we have to say spoiler alert because, like I say, there were some big horrible endings for people. I know a lot of the female fan bros out there are very disappointed, but your man Al Seed is no longer with us. R.I.P. R.I.P. the big homie Al Seed. R.I.P. the Wolfman, the real Wolfman, not the mayor is a dog shapeshifter Wolfman. Yeah, no, no, not the mayor is a dog, but the original Wolfman Al Seed, and I think that pretty much wraps it up for the werewolves on the show because most of them got taken out in the last season, and Al Seed was pretty much it. And mm, yeah, yeah, he, he he went out pretty bad. Also, the old lady went out pretty bad. Um, I kind of uh, right now they're introducing this crazy mob, like the angry human mob, who's trying to take control back of the town and you know honestly a couple of guns is not no match for vampires and their super speed uh blurry motion effects and uh so the the old lady she had me cracking up you know and then she just got her heart ripped out and it was just she was they had that standoff and homegirl just vampire motion graphic her heart out of her chest it was crazy I thought that was great because she had the line right before her heart got ripped out that she said, you ripped my heart out, you know, in reference to Jessica right. being Hoyt Lever. Right. And then, you know, she gets her heart ripped out, literally. Like, I mean, that, it's, that's true blood at its finest. Just completely just like, we know this is nonsense, but you know you're going to love to see the old woman get her heart ripped out. So here you go. And also the, the gay vampire protector just got shot to pieces and i wanted to see a little more of that guy he was pretty funny to me but I, uh i kind of am disappointed how the vampires just suddenly like sometimes the people can just manage to shoot them and then sometimes it's like you know there's vampire super speed motion you know they can just rip people's hearts out it's like it's kind of unbalanced i guess the older vampires are quicker than that 
and the gay slower new you know vampires. You know, <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> R.I.P. to the little homie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Me and little homie go out. Yeah, man. People get taken out, man. The the guys who were trying to get their food. So anyway, overall, I I, I like the idea that uh that there's action. Let's bring the action back. Let's cut these monologues. The Suki monologue. Like everybody's got a. Mo- there were four monologues in this. Between the reverence G- monologue, you weren't the, feeling the, the reverence. No, I'm definitely not feeling the reverence monologue. <laughs> the, I, where, what are we talking about here? And I have no uh, idea. that with the flashbacks, I'm like, we are focusing way too much on these people. Let's focus on killing some people. Let's get that blood flow going. Like you said, true detective. I mean, true, true detective. That's the that's the Freudian slip. True blood is at its finest when there's the gore and the humor. And just like just the right amount of story, and just to keep it moving. True, indeed. And a shout out to one last time about True Blood. This episode, we did have a nice moment in our spinoff of Life with Lafayette. You know, where he's chilling, getting his bromance romance on with the vampire. Uh, you know, good little Life with Lafayette segment. I, I like. Also, also, the Life of Lafayette also has the best soundtrack. Because oh, playing wow. Brothers Johnson, <laughs> get the funk out of my face. I got to say, you know, hats off. I don't know who the music supervisor is, but uh, The Life of Lafayette definitely has a great soundtrack, whatever it is. True indeed. And speaking of The Life of Lafayette, don't forget Fan Bros. Now open at fanbros.com is Fan Bros Shop. And you can cop My Mayor is a Dog, our first True Blood spinoff theme shirt. You need to go see it, fanbros.com. I think that's about it for True Blood tonight. Moving on, The Leftovers. Tim Sonian, I'm going to let you start this one off because I've, I've gotten mixed feelings about this. Okay, so just to wrap up the or just to start off, uh, The Leftovers is actually, uh, tonight was the second episode, premiered last week, um, and tells a story about how a community or basically – the Earth reacts to the disappearance of a whole bunch of people. So once again, Ben Hameen, we are looking at people who have disappeared and how people have reacted to this. And it reminds me so much of resurrection on one level. Uh, on another level, I was... It's actually good. I, yeah. Well, production-wise, I thought it was a, a lot better, more cohesive than resurrection. But what I have to say is... I'm really angry at this thing because I found out that we're never really going to find out how the people disappeared or why they disappeared. Spoiler alert. Super spoiler Man. alert. Uh, Super I read it. I, I, I read an interview with the creator, Tom Parada, who also wrote the book, who's uh, actually a pretty you know accomplished author. He actually sold this idea back in 2011. So, you know, a lot was going on, uh, or a lot has gone on since 2011 on HBO. It's also a show that's produced by Warner Brothers, and this is the first time HBO is really kind of just ushering in a show that they don't really uh, produce directly under HBO. Anyway, a couple of things going on. I have to say the first episode, I was very angry. The Hate Watch was on Triple Million. Um, the piano soundtrack threw me off. Uh, again, all we're seeing are people reacting to the disappearance of their loved ones. Various things have 
uh, formed. There is a cult called the um, the Remnants. The, the what they call the guilty G- remnants. Guilty remnants. The GR people who don't speak and who smoke and dress in white and act kind of scary. Uh, there is a sheriff who's losing his mind. There's the sheriff kids. One of them's involved with a, a cult led by a black British guy named Wayne. And then his daughter is up to no good with the mischief with the locals. It's a small town community reacting the best they can to the disappearance of their loved ones. People coping different ways. Uh, I did not okay. dig the first episode whatsoever. I was angry. <laughs> I wow, didn't understand. Really? Okay. That I, was a really great wrap up of the whole theme of the show. I guess the storyline so far. So what didn't you like so much about it? Uh, they, I, I don't like the idea of um, just watching people react without uh, really giving people clues to who they are. Uh, Basically, the issue of what happens. Um, I thought that this was going to be a more of a Fanbro-esque type show that had elements of maybe sci-fi or some sort of fantasy. What I'm realizing is much more of a psychological uh, display of behavior. And when that's going to happen on television, if you're going to serialize this kind of behavior, you have to really care for these characters. And to pick another suburban, all-American community to use as an example, again, I feel like we're missing the point in this storytelling. Meaning, like, in Resurrection, we're picking these, you know, idyllic 1950s, basically all-white communities to show, you know, how they would respond to something tragic happening. And I feel like with the leftovers, we're doing the same thing. Even though the mayor is a black woman, which is, I guess, casting gold. Uh, at the same time, the the overall experience, to me, it just doesn't ring true. If you're going to pick people to respond to this or react to this kind of thing, I feel like they picked the most boring people possible. And that's why wow. I was really angry at the first one. Angry because Ben Hameen forced me again at gunpoint to watch the show. Um, wow. But uh, anyway, Ben, I've been going on for a while. Why don't you tell me what you thought? <laughs> I mean, yeah, tell us how you really feel, Kim Sonian. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really have a hate watch feeling that you did. The production values are very high, even though, like you said, it's not produced by HBO. It looks like an HBO show. It's well-directed. I wasn't sure if we were going to get much fantasy or sci-fi elements. I knew that the show was more of a reactionary show showing what happens to people after an event, something like this. Uh, aside from your spoiler alert, I didn't know that we weren't going to ever get an answer to what happened to the people or why they disappeared. And that is kind of disheartening, to say the least. Sorry, fan bros, for those who didn't know, because I didn't. And now I'm not really as interested in watching, because I also have that same feeling that you have, Kimsonian. Like, the second episode, we see more that Wayne isn't some messiah or even some devil or antichrist he's just a crazy dude who likes korean girls and that's not really as interesting to me (laughs) i know that guy by the way i I know i'm not wayne but i know the black guy who likes korean girls you know i know a bunch of those guys by the way oh i mean hopefully they're not (laughs) kissing dead dudes bodies Right, you know, right before they turned down the Korean. Girl right, because, right. Mm, yeah. yeah, that was that was crazy. 
Yeah, so I'm not that impressed with The Leftovers so far. It's a cool little show for the summer. We'll see where it goes so far. I like the fact that this episode you find out that the police chief isn't completely crazy and there is this dude who's shooting dogs with him for whatever reason. But, yeah, now that... Damn, Tim Sonny, I'm sorry, man, but you really just trying to... That was, like, the biggest spoiler uh, of all time. I'm at the post this at the beginning of the show because... <laughs> no, well, actually... No, 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 let me clarify. I read, it again, an interview with uh, Tom Parada. In IndieWire, anybody can go and, and look this up, and I think it came out last week, so I'm not... This is not new news. Uh, many people, I think, even... Uh, he did an interview on NPR where he talked about this... And he's saying that if you're watching this and you're expecting to find out why uh, you're going to be let down, like why these people disappeared, you're going to be let down. Um, anyway, I don't know. You know, of course, the series could evolve. And maybe he's just saying that in the interview. But that said, I feel like this is more of an exercise in, in kind of story telling rather than I want to be entertained. And again, coming off of I, I keep saying this coming off of True Detective you know, that's TV at its finest where you're really taken for a ride and you really want to... It's genre television. I get it. The Leftovers is not genre television, but at the same time, I feel they can make an effort to include something different. And I think the only thing different is that they're not going to tell us what the basis of the story is. So we have to follow these people. And if you don't care about these people, I'm changing the channel. Wow. Alright, we'll see how it goes. Leftovers HBO. Only the second episode could definitely get better. It hasn't been the worst just yet. Unlike this other show that Kim Sony and now has me hate watching. Yes, Revenge. On Sci-Fi, Chico Leo and Kim Sony recommended it to me. I checked it out. I see Whitmore. I saw an angel dressed in black, an angel dressed in red, doing some fighting. A lot of talking. Kimsonian, explain to me why I should be interested. Well, first of all, this series is much more up the, I guess, the comic book slash fantasy uh, genre. So, in a way, it's much more in our territory um, in terms of fanbroism. Doesn't mean that it's going to be good, but just in terms of the subject matter alone, I felt like it's a little more closer to what we relate to. Um, I got to say the first episode, the pilot is a little dense and Long. kind of slow. And I, I, I agree with you in that. But basically, the third episode that I just watched is really good. They pick it up um, and they really start moving the story into an interesting direction. So, um, it, you know, it's based on the movie Legion from oh okay all right all right see that's the thing hold on fan bros i gotta interrupt you kimsonian i wasn't sure if this was actually based on legion because its resemblance to legion was so much that i was like okay what the hell but all right that clears up a whole lot <laughs> well it's in the opening credits ben i mean but that's okay i'll let you slide and i also talked about it with chico leo i explained that on on the special delivery to uh was it last week i think it was last week anyway um yeah, it's based on the movie Legion, and what they did was they world they they really world built this this story, uh, the backstory of what Legion's about. This actually takes place twenty five years after the movie Legion, um, with Paul Bettany, where he plays uh, an angel who fights off these uh, archangels, and um, this 
particular take is very interesting, I feel, because they really created a whole lot of, uh, I guess, um, different characters and setups and, and uh, different lands and, and layers and strata of existence. And they ta they're taking this good versus evil thing and they've really built this world around it. And I think by episode three, it really gels. So I'm definitely recommending to the fan bros to check it out and, you know, let us know what you think. Um, give it a chance. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, Dominion on sci-fi. Like I said, I watched the first three episodes. I was entertained. I love seeing Charles Whitmore. I don't know the actor's name, but he played Charles Whitmore on Lost in any role. So that's always a good thing to see anybody from Lost, you know, getting work. But eh, it was a lot of talking in the first episode, like you say, is very long and very dense. I think it clocks in at like 75 minutes and there is more dialogue than a little bit. So it was kind of losing me. But I'm going to keep it up. Like I said, Dominion, sci-fi. Didn't really care for Legion, but like I also do enjoy whenever they do take the time to build a whole world. So shout out to the writers at sci-fi. And the, and the and the Darth Maul uh, Archangel, man. You can, you have an Archangel with wing, who's dressed in red armor with wings, and he's got red contacts, and he's bulletproof, and he's nice with a blade. It's, there's a lot of fan bro things going on in there, man. I definitely. Watching the show, I was thinking that somebody has to cosplay at him at, at NYCC. I was like, that would be such a dope costume if somebody can pull that off well. So Totally. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a little bit more fan bros than the leftovers. Right up there with True Blood in terms of fan bro-ishness, I guess. That's it for this episode of Special Delivery. Once again, got to shout out the Fan Bros Shop. Now open at fanbros.com. You can get your Fan Bros logo t-shirt. You listen to Fan Bros t-shirt. Many more items coming soon. Check it out. Fanbros.com. Fan Bros Shop. Fan Bros Show. You know how we do. Tim Sonian, anything else? That's it, Ben. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, that was such a great ending. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Come Let's on, keep man. it we moving. Give them something. It's 1998. What you mean, man? Let's keep it moving. <laughs>